Hello, White Claw. My business partner and I produce a podcast where we review America's favorite food and beverage brands, and this week we chose you. We hope Tony's doing okay. We imagine it hurt Tony's feelings to hear he is full of baloney. We don't think he's full of baloney. And even if we do call him full of baloney, we like baloney with milk. Sydney Beck would love to hear one of his yarns. That being said, if he is full of baloney, we will call him Tony Baloney and will be mean about it. Which segues into some of our ideas for your business. We grew up with Tony when we started drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade, and that made us think that White Claw could go even younger. Our first idea is to start making a milk or formula for babies to enjoy. We are thinking of a name, Clear Claw, Claw Formula, or White Milk. That would hook them instantly into being brand loyal because they would be around the product all the time. Second, who says that alcohol has to be a cold drink to relax to? Winter is upon us, and all the people that I know are trying to stay warm. How advantageous would it be then if White Claw had a hot beverage for the cold? It has to stay warm, and we are willing to go so far as to put temperature-controlled poison tablets that will go off if the drink is put into a fridge. We pray you give us a yarn, Tony. Yours, the Great Samaritans. Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turns to slide forward. What's end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the strategies of your favorite food and beverage brands. We're doing this podcast because we both want to start our own food or beverage business one day, and we thought, what better way to do that than research some of our favorite food and beverage brands? How's it going, John? It's good. It's good. I don't want to give anybody a hint as to what time we're recording this, but yesterday was Halloween, (laughs) and... uh, and I got up to some mischief. What about you, Thomas? Did you, did you do anything naughty? Nothing too naughty. We hung out at the park. Then I passed out some can. Well, didn't physically pass out any, but just hung out on the stoop with my neighbors, watched some kids walk by. and um, Did they? Did they come up to you? Did you give them candy? Yeah. Saw at least four or five families come by. Mm-hmm. One little girl had no costume and... That was disturbing. And you told you told her that? You said, get off my stoop right now. You got to try harder. I had a little talk <laughs> with the parents, but yeah, I think it got resolved. Anyway, our guest today is Matt McLean. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. So what about you, Matt? Did you do anything fun or mischievous last night? I... Um, you know, we'll hung out with you guys. And then afterwards, I watched The Exorcist and got a little too high for it. Um, so it was a little bit it was a little hairy at times. So I'm not it, the movie holds up like it's a it's a scary one still. Uh, but I hadn't watched it in a while. It's yeah, it's pretty nuts. Did uh, as you were going through your high adventure, did you get to that point where you're watching the movie and you're really enjoying yourself? You're enjoying your time and you think, okay, if this is all it is, then I'm great. But then maybe 
Like it just kept going up and you're like, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. That, that moment where you're just sitting there, you're like, well, this is fine. Like I can do this. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm still yeah. removed. This is a movie. Uh, I know my own reality right now. And then things started to blend together a little bit. And you're like, okay, maybe we can stop the up ramp. Maybe we can, let's just t- dial it back. And then it went, it like just went a little bit past that and then back down. So it wasn't uh, too unmanageable. That's nice to hear. You never yeah, want to be too risky. So too high. Was this a uh, failure of self-discipline or was this an edible that was you didn't expect being so strong? What would happen? Walk us through yeah, this. I didn't know the milligram dosage and I kind of just eyeballed it. But I I did it pretty well. At, so it was, you know, just eyeballing. But it, uh, it worked out OK, though. Yeah, it wasn't I, you know, it wasn't one of those where you're just like, oh, I made a huge mistake. Without giving anything away, Matt, what's your tolerance? Weak. Low. <laughs> so it's yes. a t- it's a fine line between that, like two and three milligram. I'm trying to hit where. Yeah, that's about it. And then I'm I'm off to the races. So, Matt. You're the guest because you are by far the most devoted Sabra fan I know. And so let's just get a little perspective on how uh, how much you consume on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, some uh, could call it hummus expertise. Some can call it a, a consumption problem. Um, I think my Sabra hummus tolerance is definitely higher than my weed tolerance. Like it just takes a lot to get me going uh, on that front. But I'm probably averaging a good um, tub every three days, so just the regular tub. The thin tub? The thin just tub. Just for reference, yeah. the thin tub. And, okay. you know, every so yeah. often I'll splurge on the family size. But, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit before. The topping ratio of those family size is just so off. You get the same dollop of topping. So, you know, once you get through that first inch or so of hummus, you're just kind of left with the base hummus and you, you feel kind of cheated. Not to bleed too much into the next section, but I felt like a lot of it was pretty uh, par for the course. You know, you know what you're going to get with every single bite. But when you get that little topping, when you get that tasty little pine nut in your mouth, it is a world of difference. Oh, yes. Game changer completely. And that's where yes. Saba really separates itself, not getting too much into it or tooting their own. But it's like they their topping game is next level from the competition. Yeah. Agreed. I don't usually buy Sabra. I uh, I hate to break it to you, Matt, but I'm I'm more of a Trader Joe's hummus guy. Sometimes cedar, um, but you have been you've started to convert me, and I may conversion may be on my horizon. Uh, but I, I yeah, and I don't I don't always have hummus. Hummus is like a once a month thing for me. What about you, John? I got really into hummus when I was in college, cause I felt like it was like relatively cheap, high in protein. Um, that's like the type of college life I led. Like I didn't have too much money. I was interested in healthy eating. It tasted good. It made vegetables go down easier. It really makes, I would say most things that can be dipped hummus improves. And that is a Ooh. huge compliment to hummus. Yeah. Yeah. Really almost doesn't matter the vehicle of the of bringing the hummus to your mouth it's it just makes everything an added benefit yes the vehicle is not what i'm focusing on i could care less what i'm driving all i care about is what's that payload um, sure (laughs) so matt when uh when did sober become part of your life 
And yeah, yeah, like I think it was maybe in college or or a little bit after that, but that was like mostly in college when I mean I've always been a big carrot fan. That's the thing. Carrots were a young ex- uh, obsession from a, from a very early age. Loved carrots. Um, I want whole cut carrots. I'm very particular about keeping my carrots. I like to chop them up. Uh, keep the outer skins on. You know, keep those ner- nutrients from oh, the yeah. ground. Yep. And then, uh, you know, once you chop them up, you put them in like a Pyrex glass container filled with water. So, you know, they keep their turgidity, you know, they keep them crisp. They don't get dried out. And then uh, you can just keep that water. If you got to change the water every so often, like a fish tank, so be it. You know, you can change that out. But those carrots are going to stay fresh for weeks at a time. You know, I like this. You're a raw carrot savant. So I think it started with carrots. And then really, once you get into the carrot game, you get into the hummus game shortly after. Ah, I was going to ask where the transition to a more healthy lifestyle started, but it sounds like the carrot was the beachhead. (laughs) All you cared about was the carrot and the carrot led you to the hummus. Really did. And yeah, so it was it was a lot of carrots early on. I mean, I even had, uh, you know, my mom was kind of kind of crunchy health food mom. So I had one of those moms growing up. So she got me hooked on the carrots early. And um, she even tells a story of like when I was in preschool, I, I didn't want to go to the I had to switch out of the preschool because they have bad carrots. They have those crinkle cut manufactured zigzag carrots. Dry. Oh, 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 yeah. Wow. Sure. And, and just dry weren't, you know, kept fresh. And just like I think they took them out of a plastic package to like feed them to us. And I was like, Mom, I'm not going back here. The carrots are bullshit, you know? Wow. (laughs) I was pretty much the opposite. I also had a very health focused mother who I'm so grateful for that she was looking out for what I ate at that age. But I was trying to trade away my carrots as if there were any kids who had a fruit roll up or an extra nutty bar and they didn't want it and they wanted to feel better. I was like, I am craving sugar so much. So I would trade away my healthy food oh, yeah. as often as, as possible. Cause I never had those. Yeah. Like the nutty bar or something. So if you had someone that was willing to part with those, that you got to have those negotiation skills on point to get some of yes. those, that good dessert. Oh, I remember that. And it wasn't every day, you know, I wasn't exactly I'm not getting a nutty bar every day. This is like a once once a fiscal quarter kind of treat. Yeah, but really, it probably, you know, it prepped you to be probably a good uh, communicator, good talker. You had to be able to wheel and deal at that young age to get those good desserts. Cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ben Brabston. I would trade him my Nutri-Grain bar for his sourdough roll every day for a couple of years. Wow, that's a pretty even trade. That's not a bad trade on both. No. I think both sides are coming out ahead there. Yeah. Yeah, somehow both sides are coming out ahead. <laughs> it's a net positive. No, yeah. we, we did. We both came out ahead. I guess he wanted the sugar. I wanted the carbs. And I ate it with Chex Mix, and it was delicious. Yeah. What? Um, go ahead, John. Oh, I was just going to say, Matt, you talked about uh, the marketing ploy of Sabra. I kind of want to talk about their brand a little bit, their image, how they want to come across. Do they come across that way? Uh, And I guess let's just open it up with general thoughts about like their packaging, how they present themselves. And, you know, we'll we'll uh, jam from there. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat. And when I think of marketing, you know, besides just the on package branding, really not a whole lot of advertising dollars spent in the shop. Like it's it's everywhere. You see it at every, you know, everyone's like uh, veggie dip, whatever's got that shop. But really not a ton of advertising. I just saw like advertising for the first time 
maybe like a year ago. I think they had like a Super Bowl spot, but they kind of they're they're kind of like LaCroix in that way. I think they're like, we know what we got. We got this corner of the market pretty well established. So let's just uh, let's save our money on the ad dollars and maybe pump it into the packaging because the packaging is beautiful. That reminds me of the shape of the tub. It's a wide one when you consider other hummuses. And how smart are they to use a round tub when everybody, if I was making a hummus tub, I would make it square or rectangular because, you know, that's what would fit into a a refrigerator. I would, you know, you want those angles, but I think they're very smart and they're doing something that, you know, Wendy's has done. And so they're they're saying, we don't want to be doing what everybody else wants to do. We're going to change up the shape. And I think they're rewarded for it because any vehicle can scrape around a tub those corners sometimes it's impossible to get that nummy nummy hummy out of those corners oh. and so i i applaud them there as well so tough you're right yeah like some of those guacamole tubs where you get that deep tub in the long corner a chip can't withstand that it's gonna break when you try to get into that corner and you're not gonna be able to fish that out you're gonna have to go for the spoon and then yeah you don't want to bust out the utensil all right, manufacturers, you heard us. We don't want square containers for dips, Mm-mm. all right? That ends here, please. The red. The red, to me, never really felt premium. I don't know if what it's, do you it's, think of the red? it's feeling premium. I think, it, I think it just has that red accent pop-the-shelf quality. So I think that's what it's yeah. doing. It's not like... Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's less like we're making our cheap lid look a little fancier, but it's more like... This just looks a little less, um, you know, like one of these just cellophane Halloween masks type of thing. Like this looks like it's got some sort of flair to it. I think they're just going for the most visceral, direct design they can. Like red, stop what you're doing. Look at this. Oh, kind of. This is an alarm. You know, I I don't want to go too blue here, but it could have a little bit of a sexual component. That red ring, kind of like why why red lipstick is, you know, uh, typically an attractant uh, for, you know, males. We want you guys to kiss our hummus. Yes, yes. But you got to buy it first. Yep. I mean, I've tried to kiss it in store. They do not appreciate it. Has that ever happened to you? You you kind of can't help yourself so you kiss it and then you're you're now forced to buy that tub yeah because i've tried to put it back um a couple times where you know either like kiss it a little bit or you know maybe just like a quick lick just to see peel the the film off lick the inside um but then when they see you put it back it's like they get all like super uppity like they're oh like we can't oh and it's like okay well i want to try it out and then you know some stuff ensues from there but um yeah you're better off just you know especially in these times you know if you lick it cough on it you know just buy it yeah post covid i understand it but before i never really got that i'm on matt's side i do this with guacamole whenever i go to whole foods and this is probably one of my worst habits but i will open the guacamole tub and I will smell it. I'll put it. Mm. Then I'll put my nose right up. To, <laughs> I'll put my nose right up to it because I, w- I want to know. Often they make it too hot. They make it too spicy. They make it too lemony. There's so much variation with specifically Whole Foods guacamole. Yes, this is a call out. This is a call to action. Whole Foods. I think Sabra does a pretty good job of making their hummus pretty consistent. But sometimes I think my nose wishes that that plastic hermetically sealed wrap wasn't there so i could just really know that everything is fresh 
Yeah, because you can kind of sense, you know, if you get a good hearty whiff of it, you're like, I, I'd give this two days before this one goes brown for the guacamole, you know. So you got to have that data point before you purchase. So, well, I think this is a good time to get into the uh, the Sabra signature, which is the toppings that you can see. There's quite a nice little dollop. So we tasted classic pine nut, roasted pine nut mm-hmm. and taco inspired yesterday at the park which taco inspired might be that newest flavor right i mean that's a that's a new one i think it's new i had never seen it before i saw it on the website there's also now salsa verde have you ever seen that whoa no there's greek inspired another potential newcomer a lot of inspiration going on in the sabra offices yeah that's something that i love that sabra is doing rather than spending money i feel with their ad revenue like instead of you know, spending their money on ads. <laughs> that cleared it up. Yeah, you know, ads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So companies can use money on ads. <laughs> <laughs> so let's establish this base. Advertisements yeah, base reality are cost money. And that companies can do, despite what people say or think. No, yeah. uh, what I was trying to say is Sabra does a great job, I think, with just ex experimenting with their flavors and i feel like they're like i feel like it's a a new wave of the sabra flavors where you just see it in the store and you're like oh whoa like this flavor i can't believe like i can't believe that there's a chocolate dessert sabra hummus yes i can't believe that but i guess maybe it would like be for fruit dipping like i'm thinking of what that's for but i was just gonna say there's a strawberry on the cover so yeah that's probably that's how they yeah, because I did, um, you know, once I saw that, I go, well, I got to do it. You know, I got to I got to try the hummus and I just did it by the spoonful. I was just eating it, just eating it plain like uh, like pudding. And, um, you know, I felt regret. I was like, I I, uh, I don't think I should just down a whole thing of this by the spoonful. So how much did you consume on that first go? I think I had half a tub on the first go. Okay, and uh, respectable. After the first bite, I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this. And you ever do that, where you just keep eating it anyways? Yeah. Okay. Rather than you eating it, it gets eaten. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, the sooner I plow through this, the less I'll have to look (laughs) at it. Yeah. Was Was there any adorning? Like, did it have any like chocolate chip tops, or was it just like hummus? I believe it was just hummus. It was just chickpeas with chocolate flavoring. But yeah. to in its defense, like if you are craving chocolate pudding and you have the option, like it tasted pretty similar and it probably wasn't as bad for it's not probably not as bad. For, it's not probably not loaded with dairy like a like a pudding product would be. Matt brings up a great point because one carrots are better than chips for hummus because they have fiber Two, chocolate hummus is better than chocolate pudding because it has fiber. Yesterday, when we were all having hummus, uh, Thomas brought some roasted broccoli, and uh, he was giving me some serious side eye for not eating more of the broccoli. I feel like I was sticking to my chips, and uh, I, I felt a little attacked. The look was of uh, like, are you even aware of what your bowel experience is going to be later today? He called me <laughs> Sunny Boy. <laughs> if I offended you, I'm sorry. But it's probably for your own good. So I guess I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not, there's no way. It's still one of my uh, 
I guess regret is the wrong word, but something that I wish Sabre did more. I feel like they are just starting to explore the uncharted waters of new and interesting flavors. And so with their chocolate, I was a little uh, disheartened to hear that there was no chocolate adornment, no marshmallow anything, because I feel like it's such a weird flavor. You might as well go for it rather than like tepidly say, here's this weird flavor that we're not going to do too much for. I just feel like they're not giving it the chance that it deserves. I think it, it, they, if they were going to go for it, they should just commit hard. I think they probably like someone got some pushback and being like, hey, this is a real stretch for us. We're really putting ourselves out on a limb here. Let's test the market, see if there's a response for chocolate. Then we push forward strawberry and vanilla after that or then we do. But it's like I think they got to I mean, they, you know, they, they know their position in the market. They own this. So th- why they should just go whole hawk and be like, hey, here's the new product line. We're going 50 50. Right mediterranean dessert and just force it in right there should be confidence confidence in that it was very tepid a tepid release of being like i guess do you guys like this it's like no you tell us what we like that's what i want from you completely agree maybe it's like chunks of strawberry maybe it's nuts it could be a lot of things yeah not saying i'd buy them Actually, I'd probably buy them and test them out. Not saying I'd like them, but, you know, I want to see them swing for the fences. You know, stop hitting yes. singles and doubles. Let's go for some home runs here. It was a bunt. It was a bunt, not even a single. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, competition. So, I mean, the okay. elephant in the room here is that Cedar probably occupies almost as much of the market share, if not the, the same amount as Sabra. I'm, maybe I'm off base with that. Is this just pure but, speculation um, <laughs> or is this? Uh... Yep. Okay, okay. This is this is speculation based on what I see in grocery stores. Okay. Yeah, because the um, I guess the Cermak market, they're big. They're big on Sabra. I think uh, they got they got like one one to f- shelves, like one to five. I think Sabra to Cedar. Wow. I looked up where I could find Sabra in Chicago and it was Walmart, Target, Whole Foods like the big the big three, no question about it. So I just think that's interesting that like they I just feel like they're trying to get everybody. Whereas I feel like other hummuses have to be more clever. They have to be more smart about who they're specifically trying to reach. Yeah, I think this is a good point to talk about Sabra's marketing and how how they got to where they are and, you know, who they're who are they trying to reach? What are their target segments here? And I think it, it has something to do with the buyers, too, at uh, Target and like Whole Foods, because like if you're working at those companies, you're you're buying like you're in charge of like one um, entire aisle and then you're buying from each of those companies to stock your aisle and like kind of doing a virtual planogram of like where everything's going to be laid out. So they're probably talking to a couple hummus brands and then they're like, all right, I'm only going to buy one hummus for my shelf space because I got a ton of stuff I want to put on here. And they're like, okay, Sabra, it's your year. And then maybe sometimes Cedars lucks out and they get a good pitch or something and they get that shelf spot. Matt, what is your experience with Cedars hummus? I know you get it sometimes. Yeah, I'm a fan. If I'm going to get a family tub, I'm going to get a Cedars family tub over a Sabra family tub. Oh, why is that? Because, wow. If Cedars has a little bit of that flavoring mixed in, 
through the the family tub whereas that sabra just has that same size dollop of toppings on the top so it's like you run out on that sabra tub whereas cedars even if you go through that initial one you still get some little you know treasure uh <laughs> treasures pop up here yeah and there. true colors coming out <laughs> Matt sees them all as little treasures. I agree. I do agree. When we were at the park yesterday, I found the little pine nut and it it really transforms like the whole scoop, getting something other than just hummus. And uh, I don't know if this is too forward, Thomas, but I feel like now is a good time to talk about the toppings, the mix it in versus the leave it on top. I agree. I like it on top. I, I think that's an asset of Sabra's because um, then you have the option of having a no topping bite. And then there's also, you know, yeah, it's like depending on what you're eating, maybe maybe it's better without the topping. If you only have one hummus on hand, is this a scenario that exists in your world, Matt? Yeah, you know, it's a tough one for me. I think it comes down to I want to have a topping chunk i want to have that even ratio of like you know five percent topping to 90 percent hummus on every single bite and if i get one with no topping it's it's not fun for me and then it comes down i think if i'm you know just blind if i'm watching tv i don't want to look down and have to map out my bite every time i want to be able to go in kind of willy-nilly do a scoop and know i'm probably going to get a good uh, mix either way i don't have to be that precise like if i do a good randomized mix at the at the top of the uh you know at the top of the hummus if if you matt and thomas could purchase at a premium price hummus colon just the toppings would that be worth it for you if it was like let's say roasted pine nuts it's just the pine nuts and all the good stuff it's 15 dollars <laughs> There's no hummus, but you could buy plain hummus for pretty cheap, and maybe you could mix that. I'm uh, I'm wondering if that's something that you would uh, want to get your hands on. If it nets out like that, if that's a deal where it's like I can get a classic hummus, the plain hummus, for a discount, mix in my own toppings, so I supply the labor, so I get a priced uh, discount from putting in my own labor. I'm on board because you know. I like I like being involved in the process. Honestly, it's interactive for me. I would rather not have to think about that and just pick up the the one tub. I guess it's less to do in the kitchen when I'm eating it. Yeah, I think if I'm hearing it, are, are you, you know, less traumatized by a no topping bite than maybe I would be? Uh, that, yeah, I think so. That throws my whole day, honestly. Yeah, I think that tells me how little hummus Thomas is really eating. If he can look us in the eye and tell us that he can eat a plain bite of hummus and feel fine about it, that's sociopath levels. I feel like it's so plain and boring so quickly that you I I definitely need something more fun than just hummus in a bite. Or I guess the vessel then has to be extremely flavorful for that to pay off. True. If you got like a, you know, a crazy Dorito flavor or something, a hot, hot Dorito and you're dipping it in hummus, you can survive a no topping bite with that. And then you're getting topping in the hummus from the Dorito. Okay, I have two suggestions. Um, I think I'm just going to start jumping into my ideas. One is very obvious, I think, and you, you both have probably already thought of this, but double the toppings like double stuffed Oreos. Sabra, double toppings. Double toppings. Yeah. Stop skimping on the toppings on us. We love them. Everyone yeah. loves them. Clearly. Yep. 
you could do something like we talked about at the park, like Ben and Jerry's core, where the entire middle, it's just a well of toppings. Yes, especially for that family sized tub, you know, core out, hollow yeah. out that middle section, fill it with hot lava, red pepper, you know, whatever that is. Right. Now here comes the game changer. They open up cafes like Capital One, Hummus Reimagined. In these cafes, it's like a Cold Stone Creamery. So you've got all these crunchy toppings, and they, in front of you, mix it on a really freezing cold slab so it's cold when they give it to you. And it's got, you can have Doritos in there. You can have Captain Crunch in there if you want. Wow. Buffet-style hummus almost, where it is that, you know, choose-your-own-adventure type of hummus um yeah that and you know you know they have the uh technology they have toppings they're working on they they haven't shown us yet probably test them all out at the buffet line see what hits thank you yeah i love that idea thomas i love that idea great one i feel like there's no savory you know like tcby you could do self-serve hummus but with savory yeah that's i think that's brilliant i love that idea would it could it sustain itself on a like a Sabra branded that it's all hummus could they or would they have to have some other things like, um, you know, maybe drink pair. I think it would work as long as, as long as you had some like novelty way of packaging it, like it came, like they make it and then they hose it into the container or something like that. (laughs) Hose it. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing more appetizing than just bringing a hose from out back and be like, all right, here's your base hummus. (laughs) Maybe there's some, no, that doesn't work. I was going to say some sort of like circus game where you're throwing it at a target. You're throwing what at a target? Tubs of hummus at a target. All right, so here's the idea. There, once you get the hummus, there's like a bullseye. And if, you, if you're able to hit the center, you, um, you get another package of your hummus. If you miss, even if you make it, that that tub is being sacrificed. Yeah, that one's ruined. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a high stakes scenario, but it's entertaining. Yeah, and we like we're we like entertainment in the hummus, you know, community. And people would talk about it. That's the. Thing. It would be advertisements. Remember when I talked about advertisements? It'd be, <laughs> How we forget. <laughs> Everybody remember it'd be advertisements without having to scream from a TV. You could just be like, Sabra's doing what? <laughs> but people would talk yeah. about it. And I think that's more their brand. They don't want to do 30 second overt spots. They kind of want this like underground type of like everyone's exactly. talking about hummus and recommending hummus. Yeah. I've got I've got maybe an idea if yeah. that's OK, if we're still in the, in the generating. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know if you guys know this, but Sabra is owned by Pepsi. So maybe there could be some synergy oh. between Pepsi and hummus. Like you could do a hummus float. You could make like a vanilla hummus and you could do a Pepsi Sabra float. You could make if we're if we're leaning into dessert hummus more, that could be something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why there's not a Pepsi hummus, too. Yeah. Just thick, like a thick drink. You wouldn't need to worry about toppings because those bubbles would be bubbling everything around. So you'd have toppings everywhere. Carbonated hummus. Yeah, maybe it's just like a like a nitro hummus. That's what I was trying to say. Forget my Pepsi float idea. Carbonated hummus. (laughs) Yeah. Or and the toppings could be pop rocks. So it just adds that extra bubble. 
Ooh, <laughs> that's some stimulus right there. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I like it. I'd, I would like it if it's hot. Yeah. If it's boiling, like like it's <laughs> bubbling because it's that hot. Like a hot cheese dip. Exactly. This sounds like a seasonal treat. This sounds like a very October themed treat. Yeah. Buffalo chicken dip has had the rain too long in the dip game. Like everyone's got a crock pot full of buffalo chicken dip or, you know, maybe cocktail weenies. Why not a hot carbonated nitro pop rocks hummus dip? That would fly off the shelf because they already have the brand awareness. Everyone knows it's Sabra, but it's that X factor. Mm hmm. Yeah, because it wouldn't be in the fridge part. It would have its own. St- I'm thinking it's on like a wooden teak stool that you'd have to buy. <laughs> you have to yeah. buy the, via, the, yeah, the holder. Do we have any other insights based on who we think they're trying to market to or any other ideas off the top of our head before we get to the summary part? I'm a little, you know disappointed because uh i think they're marketing towards just like it's more like health nuts and maybe a little more like uh this is like a white girl snack but it's like hey there's this bro market out there you know the bros want their hummus and i think they're missing out on a big portion of sales with that we talked about that a little bit at the park where like when you're at io and you order the metze plate you get looks everywhere you go with that you get looks looks. and it's because there hasn't been a transformation yet for a masculine hummus. Yes, that's the branding they should go after that masculine hummus. Cause I was yes mentioning that, you know, I ordered a hummus plate after a couple of drinks on a date once couldn't recover from the date. I couldn't regain that attraction. I think she just, the, you know, a light switch went off, you know, and I'm like, why the hummus is it's a, it should be a masculine snack. Maybe you can just say like you just brand it as like, and this is our masculine hummus with more protein, more, you know, more topping, whatever else. Yeah. Creatine. <laughs> sure. Red Bull hummus. Yeah. Or monster, I guess, if uh, we're talking Pepsi, I think they're yeah, their brand. Oh, here's an idea. You know, these those like Justin's peanut butter and almond butter little yes. packets you get yes. and like athletes, they give those out on ski slopes and they become kind of this like underground uh, kind of dirtbag athletic climbing food where it's just like, oh, it's just a really good thing of protein when you're doing, you know, crazy outdoor recreation. Why don't we do that in the hummus? Little single use masculine hummus packs when you're out there on the mountain, you're doing some rock climbing, you're doing some skiing. I need some energy quick. Suck down a little hummus packet. Five hour hummus. Five hour hummus. Get your fix. Hummus gel. Chocolate's got a little caffeine, so maybe it's like chocolate with an espresso shot hummus with protein. <laughs> I could see this being an actual thing for sure. <laughs> like this, yeah. it's a good source of protein. It's like if you don't want to have one of those gross, like there's the goo packs, which are just like pure electrolytes and really like sugary and slimy. Um, and they're they really give you a jolt when you're running low and you're cramping up. But if I could just have a hummus one, that would be awesome. Thomas, I think that's a great idea for our new food and beverage brand. I think maybe that's one to hold on to. Maybe that's not something we share. Yeah, we edit that out, okay. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to edit that one out, and that won't be part of the email we send with recommendations. Yes. Nice. The email will just be the uh, Cold Stone Creamery style hummus lab slash bar. Yeah, because that's going to take a lot of execution. You know, let, let them yeah. with the resources handle that one. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
I yes. mean, we all want to see it. Uh, yeah. So. I want to participate in it. Obviously, with the circus-style games where you win double the hummus if you if you hit the target. That's just fun. I like that a lot. Should we dive into the email? Should we start drafting it up, or is there any? Is there another? Did I forget a segment? No, we're we're there. All right. The second one was before the packet. What was that? What was right after? Was that my hot bubbling? Yes. Yeah. Carbonated hot hummus. Yes. It comes with a stool, and it shouldn't be an IKEA. It should be nice. It should be. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Sabra gotta be premium yeah you can't just have just any old yeah piece of furniture and uh, yeah like wood is good because it's gonna be hot you know you can't have a plastic stool and i don't want to get too ahead of myself but i feel like that could itself be a beachhead for sabra furniture company but Mm -hmm. i think that's a totally different episode wow so let's just let's just leave it there okay then they could be yeah. sober utensils, like the best mixing utensil, the best, you know, uh, cleaning utensil. Yeah. Oh, then I, I kind of wanted to think of something that like involves this underexplored way of consuming it with your tongue. You know, the, the thing that all dudes do, but they're ignoring. Maybe it's like hummus is hardened. It's like the same size. So it's like the size of a softball, but you lick it like a lot. It's a lollipop. Oh, like a jawbreaker. With a stick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's oh. just a large GMO'd solid chickpea that hasn't been cooked yet. Yeah, I mean, even better. <laughs> like Wonder Ball, but hummus. You guys remember Wonder Ball? That's right, with the toy inside? Yeah, candy and toy inside. Mm-hmm. Chocolate on the outside. Definitely an idea. Yeah, maybe it's hummus. It's a huge chickpea, but then the hummus is on the inside. Oh, yeah. Like a hummus gusher. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm. Okay, okay so, so I think those are three solid ideas. Or it's like a, there's like a topping in the middle coated with hummus outside hard shell type of thing. Three layer deep. Wow. You nailed it. Yeah. A, a magma of topping. Ooh. Yes. Do you want to write up the draft or do you want me to get up to, to get started on it, Thomas? Uh, wh- why don't you get us started? What, what do you think is the what do you think we should start with? It's the heaviest hitter to whom it may concern parentheses Sabra. We we humbly come before you when in a time when you need us most or maybe it could be. Are you doing OK? Yeah, because you don't want to assume <laughs> you don't want to assume they're not doing OK. Give them room to respond. How are you today? Are you okay? Yes. Yes. Make us personal or personable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And put yeah, a yeah, yeah. Few space. You can put a few spaces in there and then they can insert their, how they're doing. If you wrote, uh, we're okay, then it would maybe ask them again. Are you sure? Yes. Are you okay? Are you sure? Because yeah. I, whenever someone asks me that, I don't really respond honestly until they really give me the yes. room. You know, yeah. give the space. Yes. And then maybe we could even just go for the kill shot. Are you really, really sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they say they're okay twice, I don't know if we have any hope. And now I'm mad. Maybe we need to reframe the word okay. Because I don't, you know, who wants to be doing okay? We should ask, to whom it may concern, parentheses, Sabra, are you? Are you, Yeah thriving are you doing great are you doing great i'd be curious about those chocolate uh yeah with their guy sales i'd be curious with their chocolate how the chocolate experiment went for them 
Speaking of which, chocolate hummus. Probably should have added some toppings, don't you think? Yeah, we tried it and it sucked. And this is coming from people that know hummus. Like, it's not coming from, oh, this is my first rodeo, you know. And thank God we're trying to help you. Maybe we have a picture of Matt, Matt's recycling bin that has four hummus empty containers in it just because it's like, this is real. I just emptied my recycling like an hour before this because it's, uh, you know, Sunday chores day and it was uh, I got spotted. My neighbor was emptying their recycling at the same time and I um, was emptying it out and he was looking at me as it was all LaCroix cans and hummus tubs coming out of it. And he's just like, <laughs> what? We're eight months into a pandemic. If you're if you're judging me for some LaCroix and Sabra, what's your problem? Maybe if it was masculine hummus, you would look at me differently. Another issue with this like perceived femininity with hummus. Yeah, so that that should all be in the email, that story. Well, yeah, because you want them to know that he knows what he's talking about. So you have the story, then you mentioned this is probably because hummus isn't perceived as masculine, which brings us to our first idea. Oh, wait, this is the one we're, we're not sharing with them. So I guess it would be a different segue. Leave that in. Leave that in. So they. <laughs> oh, yeah, we leave in. Wait, this is the idea we're not giving you. And they're like, oh, if this is what they're, they're giving us gold and they're still sitting on this other mound of gold they are teasing and not even giving to us, then I guess we should take the call. Exactly. Yeah, so I think then after that, we'll, you know, obviously just sign off and give them. Yeah, their move. It's Yeah, it's the balls in their court. Maybe that's what we sign off with. <laughs> Should we say that with our sign off? Yeah, and then have a little basketball emoji. Your move, balls in yeah. your court. Maybe we should let them know how much time they have to get back to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise we go public with this. Yes. Maybe after the basketball emoji, there's there's a wink emoji. Not not because we're joking, but just because we're not all business. Like we're approachable. It's a, it's it's a little bit of an alpha move too to be like we know how good this is. <laughs> if you want to play ball with us, wink. Like we'll we're we're good either way. And then oh yeah, the time frame. No no longer than two weeks. I was I was gonna say forty eight hours. Yeah, I was even thinking 24. And then just so we make sure that they know that we know business, should we say like or else or like should we have a reason, an incentive for them to want to respond? I mean, I could probably throw some weight around here. You could say I will go to another hummus brand. I mean, they, they will lose significant sales. I mean, I think I have some cards to play here. Yeah, you that's a good one. Matt and yeah, the. They know that. So, yeah, like the or else. You have 48 hours or else Matt's gone. Matt goes away and then just end it with like just sign off. Lots of love. <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think we've settled how we're going to do the email. We've come up with some great ideas. Matt, uh, I, I think we've uh, I think we've reached the end. Do you have any closing thoughts or John or plugs? Um, 
But I, yeah, maybe I don't know when this is coming out, but we got maybe a couple outdoor shows at uh, if you're in Chicago at Rockwell on the River and uh, on the boat. Um, but other than that, I think we'll probably be hunkering down for the winter. Sounds good. Well, on behalf of the Great Samaritans crew, thank you so much for joining us, Matt. Oh, thanks for having me. This was I think we covered a lot of ground and, you know, really helped out some people. Oh, yeah. And that's why we do it. That's why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I love what you guys are doing here. I think it's, you know, it's a great service. Matt, you're the best. Oh, yeah. You guys are great. This is fun. All right. That's another episode. See you guys later. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at Great Samaritans Pod at gmail.com. If you like being a Great Samaritan yourself, rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your end game. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.